You don't have to worry about makeup. Okay. Oh, uh, too late. I just. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Give Back Economy podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome and today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk to some of the people involved in the New Horizon Band Toronto. So welcome to Donna and, and Randy. So let's uh, Hi everybody. let's let's start with your work. Do all of you still work? Depends how you define work, I guess. Okay, let's start with Donna. <laughs> yes, I do still work. Uh, this is a part time for me, uh, and I work for a uh, charity uh, out of the United Kingdom, actually. And the name is. Uh, I work for the Duke of Edinburgh's International Award Foundation. Excellent. Okay, Anne? I uh, am retired, uh, so I just work at having enjoyment and lots of fun. <laughs> okay. Where did you work before you retired? Oh, how long do you have? Um <laughs> Oh, your, I last, was, your last job. Yeah, in my last <laughs> years, I was consulting with different organizations on organizational change. So I've worked for a lot of organizations over the years. Excellent. And Randy? Uh, I'm still working, but slowly in the process of retiring. But uh, in my company manufactures sporting goods equipment. And... Um, my part-time gig is is a non-monetary one, and that's being involved with music. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. So let's determine your roles. So Donna, your role is. I'm the head of education. So and I also teach uh, four classes. Okay. And Randy. Uh, I'm the current president of the organization. And Anne. And I'm an enthusiastic participant. Well, that's, that's true. <laughs> okay, so who came up with the name of the organization? Randy? Uh, yeah, you want to take that one, Randy? Yeah, it started by a gentleman by the name of Roy Ernst, who um, taught for many years. And when he retired, all his friends told him that he can't stop teaching music because he's so good at it. So he decided to start, and all his friends were mature, we'll say. Uh, he decided to start a teaching band primarily focused on adults, adults who have either never played music before in their life and wanted to learn, or adults who played in high school or in college and then took 30 years off to have a career and raise a family and want to come back to it after. And uh, he thought the name New Horizons was appropriate because it's a new horizon for everyone. And you're starting something brand new. You're growing from something that you haven't done before. 
So it kind of generated from that. And we are a branch of that. We operate under the auspices of NEMA, which is the international organization. Okay, Donna, what is the purpose of the organization? Overall, NEMA or all New Horizons organizations, the purpose is to teach music to adults who are enthusiastic to learn. And as Randy said, it either gives them a chance to learn something brand new that they'd never done before, um, as Randy did. He learned to play flute 12 years ago. He literally rented it and walked in the door and we started to teach him how to play. Uh, and or they're returning to music. So it, we have a variety of different levels and we want to, our one of our mottos is it's never too late. And the other motto is your best is good enough. So it's not a competitive band, it's a teaching organization to teach music, in particular band instruments to adults. And that's the goal. And Anne, you are an enthusiast. What do you play? I play the alt, alt saxophone which I just started um, in 2019. I had never played it before. So through this organization, I picked up a saxophone and uh, love it. Ah. So your grandchildren, you can play for them? <laughs> no one really wants to hear me, but uh, I, I will if I can. <laughs> okay. All right. So how long has the organization been? Randy? I think this is the 27th year. I, I could be wrong, but somewhere around there. And you're only 39, so you've there been you go. playing a long time. <laughs> I, I liked you before, Peter. I really like you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Donna, tell us a little more about the programs that you offer. We have a variety of different levels of concert band, so woodwinds, brass, and percussion instruments, uh, flutes, oboes, clarinets, saxophones, trumpets, French horns, trombones, euphoniums, tubas, and all the percussion, uh, including timpani, uh, bells, all the toys, bells and whistles that you could think of for percussion. And we have, uh, my goodness, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blank here, five different levels of bands, starting at our beginner one class, which is Anne took that just a few years ago, learned how to put it together, how to make a sound, how to read notes. If she didn't already know, she did. She came to our organization knowing how to read music, but not play the alto saxophone. And then we have our beginner two class, which is for folks who have played a little bit. Um, and that's where the beginner ones graduate to um, when they're ready to move on. And then after that, we have two concert bands, two symphonic bands, and one wind ensemble that plays increasingly difficult music as the levels go up. We also have enrichment classes. We have two jazz bands, a beginner big band and an intermediate big band where they play mostly jazz style music and they also learn to improvise. And we have music history courses, music theory courses, and then general interest music courses, um, even including some transposition, arranging, songwriting classes as well. So that's, that's the breadth of our programming here in Toronto. So no singers? No. No, we don't have a choral program. Some 
some New Horizons groups do, and some New Horizons groups have strings as well, like an orchestra program. We just don't. Um, we Before the pandemic, we were almost at that point where we thought, could we open a second location? And then we we're kind of glad we didn't um, because we, that would have been twice the headache um, <laughs> if we had two places going. But um, we have to grow our membership a little bit before we can think about diversifying that way. So, Anne, what are a couple of your favorite songs to play? Oh, oh, um, that's, uh, I, I could, I told Donna the other day I had an earworm for four days in a row, Andalucia. I wouldn't say it's my favorite song, but it haunted me. And, um, I, I love big band music, so I'm also doing a big band class as part of this. So um, actually, I think I have one on my piano lullaby of Birdland. Uh, so all those old big band songs, but I'm, I'm just drawing a blank right now as to my favorites. Okay, so Randy, what does the president do? Well, that's a really good question because we are a volunteer-run organization with, a, with an amazingly talented and devoted um, executive committee and a ton of volunteers. But it's the kind of organization that I'd like to be involved with all different things all the time. And I'm between, I'm, I'm in the middle where I like to be. We have our membership on one side and they have a certain expectation. They want to learn certain things. And we have an executive body that wants to make sure the program runs, you know, uh, Donna, make sure the teachers are there, but we have to have the building ready and, and all the facility in good shape and music stands that work, all that sort of thing. So I stand in the middle and I hear it from both sides and I'm able to orchestrate the two parties. And uh, we're very fortunate that our organization has a social component to it, which is really important and it really helps distinguish us from a community band, I guess. And um, we get to talk and speak all the time. So part of our success is that there's always communication between each other, not only musically, but verbally. And um, proof is in the pudding. We, COVID aside, we've grown every year since we opened into in 2010. Yeah. Like the way you use the term, you orchestrate between the two groups. Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. pun intended. <laughs> okay, so Donna, you've been both live and online. Tell us about that. Yes, and we still are both of those things, actually. So during the height of the pandemic, we, uh, after a, a couple of months to get our bearings, we pivoted to online learning. We used a variety of different software. We used Zoom, just like we're talking to you on today. And our members were able to read their music and play along to a recording. It wasn't perfect, but it got us through. Um, and once we were able to get back together, and I will say one thing the board did for us was make sure that we had amazing air ventilation to come back to. We limited our class sizes. Everybody wears a bell cover on their instrument, a mask when they're not playing, et cetera. So, so many safety precautions. And they came back, but some of our members weren't ready yet. And so what they do is we play in the band room, a limited number of people, 
and they play along at home. So their backing band isn't a recording anymore, it's their friends. Um, and then they play along online. And it's been, that part of it has been an amazing addition to our program because prior to that, if it was a snow day, a really bad weather day, we have um, one thing that I would mention, Peter, is that we have members in their 20s and we have members up to in their 90s. So traveling on an icy day is not ideal for anybody, but certainly not someone who, you know, we don't want anybody to fall, but those that are in their 90s, they seem to fall a little bit harder. So we want to make sure they're all safe and they can now join online which is amazing. They, they don't have to worry about it. Um, we don't have to worry about our teachers driving. Um, we can just say, ah, it's a snow day, we're going online, and everybody goes online. Or if someone is has some COVID symptoms or they're not feeling perfect, they join their class online. They don't miss anything. Um, so th that has been an amazing addition. Our theory and history classes have done very well online. Uh, we even had folks in long-term care homes joining us from their their rooms when they couldn't get out and they could listen on their iPad and, and learn about music. So it we've been both things and we're still in that hybrid mode, which is the plan to continue at least for the next year because we're really just not sure what might happen. So Randy, where do you perform? Well, we perform um, in our community. So we, we have a year end final concert that all our bands play for our family and friends. And then we do some community church services. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we played for the, the Alzheimer's of Toronto. They had a, uh, a fundraising walk, so we, we played for them, and that was fun. And we play little gigs here and there. We're, we're not so much a performing band, but um, we encourage, because performance is a big part of learning how to play music, um, all our bands are encouraged to go out and play. Pre-COVID, we encouraged our members to form small ensembles, uh, which was a very popular program, and we actually even held a concert for just those those groups. COVID put an end to that, and we will start that up again next year. So, Anne, have you been involved in any of these outbound uh, concerts at all? I have. Um most recently, two weeks ago, and I just just uh, to preface that, I actually really first encountered this organization through one of their year-end concerts. I had met uh, a young woman who is involved in the organization, and she was so enthusiastic, and the concert was being held just down the street from where I live. And I went to hear it and met some of the people, and everyone was so excited that I decided to to give it a try. Uh, but this past week, we actually had a couple of the online performances. So for both the bands that I play in, I participated in those. And it was it was great fun because, um, as Randy said, we're not really there to perform for others. But it does up your game when you, you know, have to make sure you know your music so that you're contributing to the team effort. So Donna, when does the record come out? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we actually haven't done any professional style recordings yet, uh, but that might be something in the future for sure. Well, I think, I Randa, think Randa, Randy could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I, I think that, that 
there are some of our members who would really like to go to that level to producing music that could be commercially available, but we just haven't quite got there yet. Uh, I think we would be closer if we hadn't had a little hiatus, but uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Some of our recordings are available. They're definitely available to our members on our website, and some people take home videos at concerts and things like that. So, I mean, in that way, we're just like, Pink Floyd, you know, people are just <laughs> bootleg tapes of our concerts. Randy, uh, do you have a YouTube account where some of these recordings are located? Well, if you go onto our website, they record in that kind of a format. Um, but it's, you know, part of the philosophy with New Horizons is that you come and learn how to play music with us. And you start at the beginning and you go to different levels. And when you get to the highest level, you play for a year and then you leave New Horizons and you go join a community band. The problem that we've had with that is that people have so much fun within our organization. Everybody seems to love everybody. It's just, we're supportive and we're, we're enthusiastic that people get to the highest level and we say, wow, you play really well. You should go join a community band. They go, no. I don't want to. I like it too much here. I like my directors. I, I like the other members. This is a social life for me that I don't want to give up. And so we've had to, we've had to expand in all all different ways. But uh, the focal point is not on performance. It it's something that we do because it's it's important. But um, even even recordings. You know, recordings are very exposing, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you don't want to do it unless you're really at the top of your game. And if you're top of your game, that's not really what New Horizons is about. We'll help you get there, and you have to put in the work. But but Don is right. Maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have some small ensembles or even our one of our bands bands play. But it, it's not a priority at this point. And wouldn't you like to have a recording of some of the band performances? I would like to uh, access them. Um, I'm not sure I really want to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I did this, I used to sing in a choir, and, and they started producing CDs for everyone. And I have to admit, I haven't gone back and played them again. So, you know, I'm not really sure about going that direction. Wouldn't it be easier if they were all on YouTube? <laughs> I suppose, you know. Okay. I don't go on YouTube a lot either, so. <laughs> okay. So, Donna, let's talk about team and partnership and funding. Sure. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, as Randy said, we have we are all a team. So there is the membership who are our biggest team member, our biggest number of team members, obviously. And then we have our board uh, who are very active. They volunteer, they give their time, they're always they're always here. I, I, I think the better question of Randy was not would be what he does, but what he doesn't do. Um, but anyway, uh, and then we have our teaching staff. So all three of those pieces work together to form our team. And uh, the band that Ann and I played with uh, this past year, our beginner two class, one of the members said, I want to play something that's by Gershwin. So we 
I found a piece by Gershwin. We all worked together to play it, and then we, we performed it. And that made that person happy, but we also all learned a lot as a result of that. So that would be one example of how we work together. We have a number of amazing, amazingly supportive partners. One of those is Long and McQuaid. Um, when we used to be located um, in the uh, west end of Toronto, it was the, the store on Bloor Street, but now we're located at uh, Victoria Park in Danforth. And it's the Danforth store, and they lend us things when we need things. They help us buy things if we want to buy things. When our members have an emergency repair, they help out. They offer discounts to our members for music. They offer private lessons to our members, so that's amazing. We've also had some fairly substantial grants from the provincial and federal governments over the past two years that have helped us in innumerable ways. The grant we had two years ago uh, was a Trillium grant and we were able to purchase all the technology we needed to go online, which is amazing. And uh, we also were, through that same grant, were able to purchase proper musician chairs that actually encourage people to sit correctly. We just, when we just did our performance, we were actually in a different space that had nice padded chairs. And some of our members said, oh no, I like the musician chairs. They're better for me. I'm too relaxed in this particular chair. So we were able to purchase those things. And we also have a, a brand new grant that we just received uh, from the New Horizons, oddly enough, not related, but the New Horizons grant for seniors. And they are providing us with the funds to purchase enough instruments so that our beginners, like Ian was a couple of years ago, can come into our class and not have to buy or rent an instrument for the first term. Because that's a, that's a barrier that many people face. It's not only financial, but it's also they have to go to a store and pick one and, and they don't know what to pick. And we help them pick instruments, but it's still a barrier for them, so we want to get rid of that. Much like you might have experienced in high school or middle school, if you were in the band program, they said, what do you want to play? And you said, well, I want to try the trumpet. And they gave you a trumpet, and you tried it, and you said, no, I don't like that. I want to try the saxophone. Oh, yeah, I like this. This is the one I want. We'll be able to do the same thing and give out free instruments so someone can start our program. Uh, they would have to pay their membership fee, but other than that, that's it. They can have an instrument to use for an entire term and see if they like it. And if they do, then they're already invested in the program and they're ready, ready to go. So those are some of our, our partnerships that we work with. Um, Randy, did I miss any there? I didn't. You missed, you missed one thing with the Ontario Trillium Foundation, with some of the funds that they gave us, we used to purchase very high-tech air filtration systems. Right. So we have four units in our band room, in our office, in our hallway. So the air is circulated several times per hour. So our band room was probably safer than your own house in terms of air cleanliness. And so that was that was a big help and relieved some of the anxiety and nerves and tension and just basic concern that coming into a band room where you're playing instruments and of course instruments you're blowing through them and aerosols go out. So we've we've gone over and beyond what was the minimum requirement was as suggested by the government. And so the Trillium Fund, without them, we wouldn't be here today. They were really influential in what we, in how we work and how we do things. Okay, Randy, three years from today, what's the organization going to look like? Oh my goodness, that is such a great 
question because we just formed a committee to look at that. Where would I like to see it? Um, and, and Don and I talk about this quite often. We have such an amazing resource for people. And, and let me put it in, let me tell you why we want to expand. One of the many reasons. In today's society, when, we, when you and I were growing up and we go through university, everything is about being your absolute best. When you get into a job, you want to do whatever you can to excel. You don't want to fail at anything. That's the expectation that society puts on you. That's the expectation that your, your company and your boss puts on you. So we've created an environment where, as Donna said, your best is good enough. And the only expectation is that you will come to band class, you want to learn, you're curious, you want to have fun, you want to make some new friends. Other than that, there's no other expectation. So the minute we go out and we promote this to other people, they kind of turn their heads a little bit because they, they don't understand it. But once they see and hear what we do, they want to join up. So right now we're at a point where we can add a few more bands in the next year, but in the coming years, we have a choice to make uh, or a decision. And that will be, do we expand our organization to a second location because we can only hold so many band classes in one building, uh, which means becoming more of a formal teaching organization. We'll have you know, teachers on staff, uh, all that sort of thing. That's where I would like to see it go because it's personally enriched my life and I think the lives of many of our members. And I think I'd like to give other people that opportunity. So not a direct answer, but close. <laughs> so Donna, you must have had inquiries from other communities. Have you thought of doing what I call a social franchise model <coughs> where you Absolutely. could have an operations manual and you could coach or mentor people in other communities. Absolutely. And the New Horizons organization, the, the, the parent organization, NEMA, is somewhat like a social franchise model in that we they have a, a, a sort of a methodology that, that this is how we will teach, this is what our basic philosophy is, and then anywhere that you want to go uh, and start a New Horizons Band, you can. In fact, one of our teachers from New Horizons Band of Toronto, when he retired from his full-time job working here in Toronto and moved a little bit north of Highway 9, he started his own band up there. So that's, and he still, he borrows music from our library, you know, all that sort of thing. And we, that, that's an amazing part of the organization is that it's easily portable. And wherever you find people who want to get together and learn band instruments, that's where you can form a New Horizons band. There are organizations in London and Ottawa and Guelph and Sault Ste. Marie uh, <laughs> as well. So there are lots of different places. Okay, and three years from today, how many instruments are you going to be able to play? <laughs> I think I'm going to stick with the saxophone. I played clarinet in a high school band um, and gave it up, much to the disappointment of my father. Um, played drums for a while, 
which wasn't great. Played the piano. I've sung in choirs. Uh, I'd, I'd like to become better at the saxophone. You know, I started just before COVID, so I had one term with Donna and was loving it. And then COVID hit. And uh, I'm so happy to be back. And I want to play this instrument. And it's the first time in my life, I think, where, where I've actually been disciplined to practice almost every day. Uh, I never did that when I was growing up. So uh, <laughs> my parents would be very happy with me. <laughs> okay, Donna, what is the website for people to get more information? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to check and make sure I get the newhorizonsband.ca, right? Newhorizonsbandtoronto.ca. Yes. My my browser automatically completes it and logs me into my yes. account. So um, newhorizonsbandtoronto.ca is our website. Well, thank you, team. It's been great uh, finding out your story. And I look forward to seeing more of you on recordings in the future. Uh, Peter, we, we hope to see you, too, in our band class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>